This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So as uh, we continue uh, our series on Everyday Miracle, today we are going to see yet another miracle that Lord Jesus Christ performed when he was living on the face of this earth. So as I say, the miracles that Jesus performed, they either uh, tell us the complete control that Jesus has over everything, or it is a demonstration of God's power and authority over everything that we go through on this earth. His authority over nature, his authority over sicknesses, his authority over death, and his authority over demon is what is demonstrated in any of the miracles that Jesus performed when he was on the face of this earth. Jesus continues to perform miracles even today. But the question that we were asking is why we do not see such miracles happening in our lives or in our churches? And that's the question that we have been trying to answer or trying to find answer from the miracles that Jesus performed. We talked about you know, a couple of things, then if you probably bring those steps in our lives or in our churches, miracles will happen. I'm going to put all this together, all the steps that we talked about, and maybe as a display. So for us to you know, go through it over and over again. And this morning, we are going to see another miracle that Jesus performed. The couple of miracles that we saw in the past, like Jesus healing a leper, Jesus calming the storm, Jesus raising Jairus' daughter from the death. Jesus delivering the demon-possessed man. Jesus healing the centurion's servant. Jesus healing the paralytic. Jesus healing the women with an issue of blood. There are so many miracles that we went through and we saw why, in which context the miracle really took place and we understood a couple of scriptural facts that if we apply those facts in our lives, we will see the miracle-working power of God in our lives. And today, we are going to see another miracle performed by Lord Jesus Christ, healing a blind man who was sitting at the side of the road in the city of Jericho. Let's turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. We are going to read a couple of verses from there. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples And a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Verse 50, And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbani, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. 
So here we see a miracle performed by Lord Jesus Christ as blind Bartimaeus sitting at the side of the road and crying the moment he knew that Jesus Christ is walking by, passing by. And people there, they were trying to control him. They were trying to warn him that he is shouting at the peak of his voice. But then he was not listening. He was further crying out with a louder voice saying, Son of David, have mercy upon me, mercy on me. And scripture says his voice made Jesus to stand still and turn back and Jesus called him. And they brought him over saying that be of good cheer, rise, Jesus is calling you. And he threw everything that he had in his body, attached to his body. And he threw everything and he ran over to Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus asked him a specific question. What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Rabbanai, I may receive my eyesight. And then Jesus said, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And scripture says, immediately the moment Jesus spoke these words, healing took place. The blind man received his sight. There are three couple of three things that scripture puts it very clearly. The reason why he received that miracle on that day. Number one, he was blind, but he was focused. He was blind, but he was focused. The moment he heard that it is Jesus, he cried out to him. There are so many things going on around him. Probably Jesus just entered into the city of Jericho and he saw this blind man. It's not that just the blind man is sitting at the street all alone. There is a huge crowd following Lord Jesus Christ and everything is falling in the ears of this blind man. Every cry, every shout, everybody screaming and applauding and praising Lord Jesus Christ. Everything is heard by this man. But moment he heard that Jesus Christ is passing by, Scripture says he cried out to Lord Jesus Christ. And as people want him to be quiet, he cried out all the more. He cried out with still louder voice. You know, his physical limitation of not seeing did not limit him from crying out to God. You know, he was a blind man, but his blindness was not stopping him to cry to God. He was decided, he was determined, and he was very focused that he needs to cry out to Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as the blind cannot see, how far people are standing there. You know, usually if you deal with a blind man, I have a couple of experiences dealing with blind people. So blind men, you know, they talk very loud because they cannot estimate where people are standing in front of them. And they make sure that they always talk louder so that people can hear them. You know, sometimes the blind also, they're affected with, you know, deafness because they cannot see people and their reception becomes very poor. And they sometimes even they may not be able to express it very well because they don't get feedback, because they don't see people, they don't see expressions in, the, in, in people. So their, their, their senses are limited. So they tend to speak with a loud voice. So here we see a blind man. He is not limited because of his blindness, but instead he's very focused that he needs to get something from Lord Jesus Christ. You know, most of the time in the, our lives, when we apply this fact in our lives, one thing after another happening in our lives, leading eventually, taking ourselves away from God, eventually we are not able to cry out to God. We are not able to pray to God because things after happen one after another in our lives, totally, slowly separates us from God. Here we see a blind man. 
The blindness could not limit him from crying to God. You know, God, in a way, wants us to be blind to certain things in order to focus on something which is important. Probably, I believe, the blindness in his life worked out in, for his benefit that he is not able to see many things, but the moment he heard about Lord Jesus Christ, he's able to focus on Lord Jesus Christ. Have you seen blind people playing instruments? They are tremendously gifted because they don't see many things. Have you seen blind people singing and you know doing something which they can do really well? They are really perform those things very well because they do not see everything. You know, God wants us to remind focus in our lives many ways. So he wants us to be blind to certain things so that we are not get, getting carried away by many different things in our lives. We need to be blind and deaf to move further in our spiritual life. You know, it may look strange, but then you'll come to know really what I'm talking about. You know, most of the time, we get into unnecessary situations in our lives and, you know, we fix our eyes upon something which is wrong we fix up our, our eyes upon certain times on wrong people and we lose focus eventually from lord jesus christ you know most of the time we are situation driven we look at the situation and we fix our focus everything on that particular situation and eventually we lose focus on one thing which is very very important in our lives think about peter the moment peter took his eyes from Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture says he began to sink. He began to sink. I wish if Peter would have been blind, it would have been better for him. He would not have taken his focus from Lord Jesus Christ. But since because Peter could see things around him, he saw the boisterous wind rising against him. And the moment he took his eyes from Jesus, when he starts focusing on the situation, Scripture says he began to sink. Now Paul is instructing us to keep our fixed eyes fixed on the goal. The prize of the upward calling that God has called us in Christ Jesus. God expects us to be blind to certain things on this world so that we can focus well on which is important, something that is important in our lives. The writer of Hebrews says, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I would like to read that from NIV. NIV puts it this way. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, it is time that we take our eyes away from certain things of this world and try to fix our eyes upon Jesus. The blind man's physical inability did not allow him to see. But in his inner eyes, his mind, he saw Lord Jesus Christ. He could not see him physically, but within himself, there was a strong drive. There is a thriving within himself that he has to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, that eventually led to miracle on that day. 
If he would not have cried, probably Lord Jesus would not have noticed him. It is time that we need to start calling upon the name of the Lord. You know, when we become more focused, fixing our eyes upon Lord Jesus Christ and calling out loud his name, that's the time we see miracles start taking place. You know, many times we pray for many things and then we leave. But there are times in our lives God is asking us that we need to be focused on one thing and that is important in our lives. In order that to happen, we need to shut our eyes for so many other things of this world and we need to be focused on one thing. That is what is important at this moment in our lives. So here we see a blind man. He is blind but he is very focused that he wants to call upon the name of the Lord because he knows that's where his healing is. Secondly, he was blind, but he was willing to lay aside certain things in his life. He was blind, but he was willing to lay aside a few things. Scripture says in Mark 10, 50, and throwing aside his garments, he rose and came to Jesus. Throwing aside his garments. We are talking about a blind man who received his sight on the day. And the reason why he could receive his sight, first of all, he was blind, but he was very focused. Secondly, he was blind, but he was willing to lay aside certain things in his life. He was willing to throw his garments and go to Jesus the moment Jesus called him. Again, I want, you know, I, I, I can't help here other than, you know, thinking about a blind person and how they behave. You know, willing, let, willing to let go something that is not of priority in our lives, that is not of great importance in our lives, and grabbing something which is the most important will lead to miracle. Laying or letting go something which is not very important. Sometimes, you know, we hold on to certain things which are not very important. When you worship the Lord, we need to cover your head. It's good to cover your head. Scripture says in some part of the scripture, but then there are people they say that if you do not cover your head There is no way your prayer will reach out and there is no way God can look upon you There are simple minor things which we hold on to it if you pray to God if you serve God with the jewelry wearing jewelry Probably you'll not go to heaven There are simple things which we hold on to but there are much important things. What about your heart? What do you think in your heart? You don't wear jewelry. You don't wear certain things. You don't do certain things, but how is your heart? Is it straightforward? Is it thinking straight? What it, it's thinking about somebody else at this moment? You know, God is looking in our inside than our outside appearance. Our outside appearance really matters. But there is something which is more important, something which is more precious. That is our inner man. This blind man there, all that he was holding on to him is that probably the dirty clothes. That he has been having it for years together. Again, trying to snatch anything from a blind person, it's not easy. Have you tried ever? It's not that easy. You know, blind people are very self-protective, very self-protective because they have a feeling that they can be cheated or they can be tricked at any moment. So they are very possessive, very protective. You know, I have seen some of the blind people in our country, they come as a beggar, but then they are very protective. That they, are, they, will not, they will make sure they have everything. Every time they will make sure they, have, they are able to touch and feel of everything they have around them. They are very possessive. But here we see a blind man who is willing to lay aside what he considered in his life as so precious. 
Today morning, the question that God is asking me and asking you is, what are we willing to throw aside? What are we willing to throw aside in order to see a miracle in our lives? Peter one day looked at Lord Jesus Christ because he just resigned his full-time job and he started following Lord Jesus Christ. And there are so many things going on in their families along with all, for all the disciples. They just left everything and started following Lord Jesus Christ. Peter had a real doubt. He asked him, Lord, we left everything, Lord, and we started following you. What do we get? An obvious question. If I continue my work, probably at the year end, I get a bonus, a big amount. But Lord, I left everything and started following you. What do I get, Lord? What do I get? It was a very valid question. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Very interesting scripture portion here. Matthew chapter 19, verse 23 to 29. Let's start from 23. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Surely I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 25, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Verse 27, then Peter answered and said to him, see, Lord, look at me, see, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? What shall we get? Verse 28, Jesus responded. Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the son of man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse 29, and everyone, it covers you and me today, and everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. You know, today the question Lord Jesus is asking you and me, what are you willing to lay aside? Do we find that falling in verse 29? Whatever you are trying to lay aside, do you find that? You know, if somebody is standing on your way, not allowing you to grow spiritually, are you willing to take a step and say, Lord, let it go. It may be my relationship with my family because my family is standing on my way, thinking and saying that they will not allow me to grow in the Lord. And Peter decided, I will let my family go because I found something which is precious. I want to grab onto that rather than holding on to something which are inferior in nature. How many people came out of their house just for their faith in the Lord, in Lord Jesus Christ. How many people, even they need to forget their parents, they need to forget their traditions, their families, just for the sake of loving Lord Jesus Christ. Just for the sake of following Lord Jesus Christ. And God is looking into you, your life, and he is telling you, you shall receive a hundredfold, and you will inherit eternal life. The eternal life certainly belongs to those who deny themselves. Those who let things go on this earth. You know, God is a rewarder. 
when we do something for God, when we take a step for God, He rewards us accordingly. He does, no matter what, what it is. And here we see a blind man who was blind, but he was willing to lay aside. The question is, what are we willing to lay aside? People today want to hold on to the world with one hand and want to hold on to God with other hand. They think that they are very clever. They think that they are very wise. They can handle world as well as God. Now, there is a nature in our God that he is very merciful, very compassionate. And at times you and I, don't we take advantage over the nature of our God. And we think that we can very well handle world and God. But God is telling you that it is time that we need to let go things in our lives. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. It's a very clear scripture. It's written down for you and for me. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world... The love of the Father is not in him. Do we listen to this word, the scripture? Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. People don't want to listen to the scripture because they think it's very hard teaching. And God is very clear that the love of the Father is not set upon us. If we continue to love the things of this world. Colossians 3.2 Scripture says very clearly Colossians 3.2 Set your mind on things above not on the things of the earth. You know how much we struggle towards to gain the acceptance of people in this world. How much we struggle to gain acceptance of people in this world. Thinking that we can handle with God. We go and kneel down and say sorry to him. He will be okay with. But not my friend. But not my neighbor. But not the people in my life. I do all the best to please somebody. To convince somebody. And this morning God is telling you. Do not love the world. Or the things of this world. If you continue to love the world. The love of the father is taken out of your life. Bartimaeus was blind. But he was willing to lay aside something we, he considered as so precious. Hebrew 12.1, the well-known scripture, Hebrews 12.1, scripture says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded with a, such a, by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Scripture is telling us that it is time that we need to lay aside every weight. What is that weight that is hanging on to us? The weight that was hanging on to his body, on Bartimaeus' body, was his clothes. He was willing to throw them in order to receive something which is precious. That's what he was in need of on that day. The miracle of seeing. Miracle of his blindness getting released. And today God is talking to you. What is so precious in your life? That you need to lay aside everything and you need to hold on to that which is something which is important, which is the need of the hour in your life. We will see miracles of God when things of this world fall apart from our lives. And when we start running towards Lord Jesus Christ, Scripture says, and throwing aside his garments, he rose and came 
to Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, he was blind, but he had a great revelation. He was blind, but he had a great revelation. We talked about a couple of things this morning. He was blind, but he was focused. He was blind, but he was willing to lay aside. And finally, he was blind, but he had a great revelation. Let's find out what is the revelation he had. In fact, he had a great revelation about Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Verse 47, Mark 10. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He came to know that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Was it not a revelation about Lord Jesus Christ? To know that he was the Jesus of Nazareth. Do you remember what kind of place Nazareth was? Nazareth was a place which was despised and rejected by people. How do we know? We know from the scripture, John chapter 1 verse 46. When Philip met Lord Jesus Christ, he found Nathanael on his way and he said, told Nathanael that we have found Jesus of Nazareth whom the prophets spoke about, whom Moses foretold and we, I came to see Jesus of Nazareth and I saw him. You know what Nathanael said? Looked at Philip and said, John 1.46 and Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was a place which was despised and rejected. And here a blind man getting a revelation that he is Jesus of Nazareth. That was so true that Jesus was also despised and rejected by people. The moment he got the revelation that he is Jesus of Nazareth, scripture says, he cried out. He cried out with a loud voice. And secondly, how he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me why did he get that revelation a blind man how did he know that he is son of david he is son of david that shows christ is the promised messiah he was a direct descendant of abraham and through david and through joseph he was born into this world so the blind man had a greater revelation about lord jesus christ that jesus is the son of david and he said have mercy on me have mercy on me. Thirdly, as he walked toward Lord Jesus Christ, and as Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? The blind man responded in verse 51, Mark 10. He said, Rabbani, that I may receive eyesight. How did he come to know that he is a rabbi, he is a rabbani, and a master or a teacher? It's a Jewish title for anyone who is respected as a spiritual instructor. The rabbani title is given. And he realized he's a teacher, he's the master, and he had such a revelation, great revelation about Lord Jesus Christ, and he said, Lord, I may receive my sight. I may receive my sight. You know, one thing we understand here, his physical limitation did not limit his spiritual insight. He was blind physically, but his eyes were open inside that he had a great revelation about Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, we, could, we can put it another way. Other ways, like his, in the, fa the, the fact that his spiritual insight brought him out of his physical limitation. On the day he knew Jesus is the Jesus of Nazareth, son of David, and Rabbani, 
that really helped him to come out of his physical limitation. You know, most of the time we pray for our sicknesses to leave, but God is more particular about our inside. He works in our inside. He brings, he tries to give us that revelation about Christ in our lives. And the more we get revelation about Jesus Christ in our lives, we find we are released physically. We are released, we are healed. Our physical limitation is removed and we are brought out of our limitation. Blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth, son of David and Rabbani. The question that you and I need to ask, who is Jesus to us today? Who is Jesus to us today? How much we know about Lord Jesus Christ today? Do we know him personally? The more we know Jesus personally, the more we will be able to come out of our limitations. The more we will be able to come out of some of the struggles that we go through in our lives. The more we know about Jesus, our limitations are gone. Paul says in Galatians 1, 11, Galatians chapter 1, verse 11, he says, But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Verse 12, he says, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. It was true, so true that Paul learned at the feet of Gamaliel. But Gamaliel did not teach him the gospel. How he came to know about gospel and he, had, he, can, he could write so much. How he could write about Lord Jesus Christ in all his epistles to the churches. How he came to know about. He says... I neither learned it from man, nor I was taught, but I came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. It all came to me through the revelation I heard about Lord Jesus Christ. The blind Bartimaeus had a greater revelation of Lord Jesus Christ that brought him out of his limitations. The revelation that you and I have today about Christ is our strength. The question that I keep asking myself, has Christ been revealed to me yet? Or we follow Christ because my parents were following Christ. Or I follow Christ because I go to such and such a church and there they follow Christ. So I follow Christ because of that. You know, if we do not have a personal revelation about Jesus Christ, we will fall. We will fall. Every one of us, need to have a revelation about Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. You know, today, why our spiritual life is not stable, is not successful? We rise and we fall. We rise and we fall. We are not able to maintain a constant fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ because simply because we do not have a personal revelation about Lord Jesus Christ. We really do not know who Jesus is. We know because someone told that. We know because we read, but then the scripture has to become a revelation to us. So then we will know who Jesus is and then we will never fall. We will walk straight. We know Jesus. Many people today know Jesus as a savior of the world. But there are very few they know that Jesus is the savior of their souls. There are many things we know about Jesus in a, in a global level. But there are very few things we know about Jesus in a very personal level. This blind man 
he knew Jesus in a very intimate level. Very intimately he knew about Jesus. He is Jesus of Nazareth. He is son of David. He is the Messiah. He is Rabbanai. He is the teacher. He is the master. He knew that very well. And today God is asking you and me the question. You know, that's the simple reason we say Christianity is not a religion. We cannot just follow Christ because we were born as a Christian. No, we cannot do that. We will fail. We need to have a personal relationship, a personal revelation about Lord Jesus. Once we receive this revelation about Christ, we will come out of our limitations. Whatever we consider as a limitation in our lives, it will go apart. Exactly the same thing will happen what really happened to blind Bartimaeus on that day. And this morning I believe God is speaking to us. We found three things from the life of this blind Bartimaeus as he was healed by Lord Jesus Christ. Bartimaeus was blind, but he was focused that Christ matters to him, nothing else. What people say, it was not really mattering to him. It all Christ. It all Christ. You know, if we don't take that approach, our lives will be wasted on this earth. We will not be able to do anything for God because we will eventually try to convince people. We will eventually try to please people, but we will lose focus. And God is reminding the church this morning that we need to remain focused. We need to set our eyes upon Lord Jesus Christ. Bartimaeus was blind, but he was willing to lay aside certain things in his life, which he felt as a weight hanging around him. And this morning God is speaking to you that something, certain things that are like a weight hanging in your life, that you need to let go of those things. Finally, the revelation that blind Bartimaeus had about Christ brought him out of his sickness. This morning, we are just going to pray in a moment. And we are going to ask God, Lord, what am I learning this morning from the life of blind Bartimaeus? Spirit of God, make it so strong in my life, Lord, so that I will obey. Shall we, shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.